Welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast. The Daily Combat Podcast is brought to you as always by Olympic hopeful turned boxer and all-round sporting polymath Isabella Rossitano, arm wrestling influencer Hollywood Matt Connolly, and combat sports ring announcer Dave Stockbridge. So join Izzy, Dave, and Matt as we talk about the world of combat sports on this episode of the Daily Combat Podcast. I'm always fascinated, though. For me, it seems almost counterintuitive for women to get involved in combat sports. It's, and for a couple of reasons, there's that cultural resistance. So it's, uh, you can't imagine too many... Uh, mums and dads being happy. Like, my mum didn't even want me to do karate. You know when the karate <laughs> kid, you know, when that all came out? And oh, it was yeah. like, mum, oh, I'm, I'm going to do the karate. I, I'm I doing the karate. You had it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I want to do karate. Mum's like, oh, you don't want to do that. You know, you, you might get hurt. You know, don't do that. So and was there anybody in, in your world saying, Izzy, you, you're pretty. Don't don't do that. You might, you know, lose your prettiness. What's Dave, going everyone on? Everyone <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Maybe not phrased quite like that, yeah. but everyone was like, the, everyone. Super Concerned. Absolutely everyone. Why yeah. would you do that? Why would you get hit? Why would you get in the ring? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do boxing? All of that. And, and when when did you precisely start boxing? Like, were, were you young and this is something you've always done in the background or was it once you finished up on with the, all of the training, you kind of wanted to find a new sport? I, I'm a boxing fan. Okay. And I always had boxing in the back of my mind. The weirdest thing is when I was about halfway through canoeing, I had an exact uh, – visualization of how it would end. I knew exactly what would happen at the Tokyo trials. It happened exactly how it did. Mm. And I knew in my head when things don't go right with canoeing, I'm going to be a boxer <laughs> and I'm going to do really well at boxing. If, if things don't go right with canoeing, one day I'm going to do boxing and I'm going to be really good at boxing. So boxing was your plan B? Uh, yeah, I guess it was my plan B for boxing. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, but it, was, but, it, but it was weird because it was also something that I was very passionate about that I loved mm. um, that for some reason it... You know, I think uh, when things are right for the right time in your life, they'll come at the right time. And maybe, you know, everything I learned, I learned so much from canoeing. I'm so grateful for that that experience, like yep. even perseverance and just getting to my goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I fell sh- short of my goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's weird because I'd say I always thought about boxing, but hmm. maybe not, not, not having anyone to encourage me to do it maybe. I don't know. I didn't. You know, and even like arm wrestling, like I remember I saw an arm wrestling video a few years ago and I thought, oh, I'd love to do competitive (laughs) arm wrestling. But it it was hard to find, uh, you know, even earlier we we talked about that. Sometimes Mm. it's hard to find where to go. Mm. And, And, yeah. How did you find where to go with boxing? Um, my first coach, I was, I think a friend, um, was like, oh, you're, you're going to do boxing finally? Like, go, like, here, to try this guy. That, that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I moved away and then, um, I'm currently boxing with an awesome coach who's just absolutely hilarious. Um, he's German. <laughs> and he almost, he had the same story as me. He was an ex-kayaker. He huh. was a kayaker. I couldn't believe this. This was back when it was East and West Germany or Berlin. I can't yeah, remember. Sorry, Berlin. West, yeah, Germany. Yeah, <laughs> East and West Germany. Yeah, yeah. There's the two much history yeah. um, <laughs> No, this guy's fantastic. He's a really great boxing coach. So boxing club tractor in Adelaide, mm-hmm. really fun, uh, just different. I went to a lot of different boxing clubs, even in my travels around, like when I've had to go to Sydney for work, I've gone to clubs there and you get a vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say every boxing gym I've walked into has been close-knit and a family and mm-hmm. a great training environment. 
Mm. Um, and this uh, just stuck out to me because of how similar his story was. But in terms of when precisely did I start boxing, um, I didn't jump actually straight into it. So once I finished the Olympic trials, yeah. I actually jumped straight into making music, ah. straight into the studio. Yeah. Um, I spent, I, you know, canoeing to me made up about 80% of my day. By the time I'd get to training, take my boat off, get on the water, get back on, you know, get, get my boat back on the car, all of that. It takes a huge amount of time, mm. very time-consuming sport, whereas things like boxing, you know, you just walk into the gym, put on your wraps, put on your gloves, you let's go, you know, yeah. much, much less time. But anyway, so I had all this time free with my day. Mm. It's crazy. <laughs> I had all this time all of a sudden. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what do I do with my time? Um, so that was a pretty cool time in my life because I was like, whoa. Um, <laughs> And uh, and then so I did, uh, just went straight into making music and then I was like, well, I know that every athlete who stops sport, you know, has blows up. <laughs> <laughs> so I trained for bodybuilding because I thought if I'm if I'm focused on a bodybuilding competition, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep my training consistent. I'm not going to, you know, stop training and stop suddenly like I would burn like probably close to 2,000 extra calories a day minimum mm. on my training. So, <laughs> you know, um, I did notice I wasn't as hungry. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> did a bit of bodybuilding. That was good. Um, but it was mainly just to... That, the only reason Easy for that energy. was I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, played a bit of footy, love my footy, and then and then I finally um, was like, all right, it's time now to move on, yeah. and um, started boxing, and yeah, I just loved it from the first the first like hit, <laughs> the first good hit, and just learning the technique. Like I'm obsessed with it. Like <laughs> it's an amazing sport. Mm. Um, and so that's that's to answer your question. I think I went around the long no. way, but. <laughs> But, yeah. Have you got um, certain things that you're quite good at that your, you know, your fundamentals are like, oh, I'm I'm quite good inside or I'm good at, you know, a range? I'd or... say with my fight with this guy a few weeks ago, I'd say I'm actually pretty good inside, yeah. Oh, right. And close, being up close, I was actually pretty good, you know, just at body rips and better than I expected. Because hmm. in my sparring, I'd sparred um, in my first club, but it was, we were all beginners, so that was messy. Mm. Um, and no headgear, which I don't recommend. <laughs> uh, it wasn't the best. Um, but... Yeah, I'd say that's something I've noticed. What else have I noticed? I mean, I know what my weaknesses are. Maybe I shouldn't say them in case a future opponent is listening, so I probably won't say my weaknesses. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah Ronda Rousey. I don't want to give away my weaknesses. Jake Paul. Yeah. I'd say my power, like, you know, just yeah, Jake right. Paul. No, Jake Paul. <laughs> Jake Paul can listen. I'll KO him in one go. Yeah, but no, I would have to say... Uh, and also, like, in that fight in particular, just being able to stay on my feet and get back on my feet pretty quick yeah. um, and being pretty sturdy. Like, I didn't get hit on the face once, which I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, although I may have, may have <laughs> fallen on my feet once <laughs> or twice. Um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd say that's what I've noticed. Mm. But, you know, interestingly, again, as we spoke about earlier, was just um, the be- what's really interesting about all sport and especially like even arm wrestling or combat sports is you can have all the power in the world, you know, you can be so strong, but it's really about your technique. I think that's, that's every sport. I'll say that. That's every sport. The mm. only sport that's not for is bloody going into the gym and lifting a weight. Yeah. <laughs> like really. Um, and that's something which with canoeing, like I, you know, definitely like, you know, you've got to, you've got to be, have the best technique to, to go fast. Mm. You can be 10 times stronger than your opponent, but if you don't have the best technique, there you go. 
That's right. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the same. I mean, somebody can be 10 times stronger than we get on the armistice table, but they can't access that strength. That just, would annoy them. It does. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> it's like a superpower. Access, accessing yeah. a strength. And how interesting yeah. is that? And that's what I've mm. noticed in boxing. I guess I've noticed, especially coming from where I was at in canoeing, is it's so frustrating. Like, number one, I get frustrated because... Like I, I don't, I know, I know how shit I am. Yeah, that's the worst. Like I know, I know how long it's going to take me to be good. Like you know, and even just you know, like when they yell out combinations, being the one who's like, okay, wait, one five five two four. Like what? <laughs> um, you know, yeah, exactly. And I can also feel like recently I got better at it. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I've been getting better, which is nice. Mm. Um, but. Just acknowledging when my when I've thrown some thrown a shit hit, you know, like mm. thrown a crap jab or something, and none of my power is in it, mm. then I I recognize that and and coming from like where I was at again with canoeing, it's just like oh that was bad, oh mm. that was bad, oh that, and then bam, oh yeah that was good, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's accessing your strength is so interesting. When I do that. It's the best feeling in the world. Mm. Yeah. And I can acknowledge that right now I'd probably do it a lot less than, you know, when I'm missing or when I'm not using my strength and yeah. just, yeah. I mm. think accessing your strengths also it's intrinsic to reaching your own potential. And 100%. so you get that satisfaction regardless of whether you win or lose. It's did I do everything that I could have mm. and did I access my strengths? Did I do my best on the day? Mm. It, it's that that kind of that ethic that keeps you going in any sport, I suggest. That's why I Definitely. feel so bad for uh, athletes that go into a competition and, like, say, if you've trained three months for uh, a for a fight and get yeah. knocked out in ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, and you just miss it. Yeah, hundred oh, yeah. percent. Uh, yeah. it would just be devastating because you're not going to learn anything from it mm. because you know maybe you just zig the wrong way or you know yeah. zag this way and that's they happen to hit you and that was it. What, what, where was the lesson from that? <laughs> that's a know? good point. I mean, that is a fair point, and that's part of the sport, you know, and, um, you know, I'm really grateful that, you know, I know I can take a hit. That's a big thing. That mm. was something I, I thought about is am I going to be mm. able to take a hit because it's very well good to sit and say, you know, can I? Uh, yeah, I can, but it's only until you do that you know. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yep. Do you, remember, do you remember the first time you had? Like yes. A, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. It yeah. was pretty good. Um just a bit <laughs> by good, by, when, when I, now when I say good, what I really mean is um, it wasn't as bad as I expected, number right. one, and also the feeling wasn't what I expected. So I kind of expected it to be more painful. Mm. It's not really painful. It's mm. just like, oh, 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 <laughs> oh, you got me good there. I'm going to get you. You better watch out. That's, you know, and that's what you want. You know, you want to have that reaction. You want to know that you're not going to get hit. I was worried. My, gen- my genuine concern starting boxing was – Am I going to be um, someone who I get hit and then I don't want to hit back? Or, yeah, yeah, or or am I going to get hit and think, um, that's me done? Bye. Mm. (laughs) And that was my concern. I'm like, how much can I put into training before, you know, I know this? But then when I did, I was like, oh, yeah, this is is it. I knew it would be. No, I love it. I love it. That's great. So, who are your role models? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. (laughs) Muhammad Ali. What? No, no, Muhammad Ali. Ali. But how how counterintuitive. Like you you wouldn't have thought that 15 years ago that a young female athlete would look upon Mike Tyson as being a role model. Yeah, true. You know, so so, uh, well, tell me why. Tell me why. Well, Mike Tyson, for me, there are a few reasons. But I think he started the sport and he had this really great relationship with his coach. Mm. You know, his coach was like his father. And to me, he just had such an appreciation Sorry, he has such an appreciation for the sport. So just kind of 
my biggest values are friendship, excellence and respect because they're the Olympic values and they're the values of sport. And to me, his values were the same mm. and he worked so hard. You know, he worked so hard till you know, he was one of the best upcoming boxers at like 19. Mm. I think he started when he was like 13. He was world champion like. at 19. Yeah, world champion mm. at 19. You know, like that respect that he showed to the sport. He lived the sport too. Mm. I love the idea of people finding what they love and living for it and just doing it 100%. Mm. I think um, we lose a bit of that in society today. I mm. think it's kind of a bit encouraged um, maybe not to do those things. And, you know, I know I've faced people, a lot of people not understanding how, you know, when I was doing canoeing, how everything could revolve around that. Mm. Um, and so I think that was something which inspired me was he lived <laughs> for the sport. Like his whole life was a sport. Mm. That was pretty inspirational, but also how he took inspiration from Ali. Mm. Like to me, um, I used to listen a lot to Ali's speeches mm. when I was, you know, trying to um, get into the zone for any sports competitions in high school. You know, I'm gonna show you how great I am. <laughs> you know, I'm so fast. I like, you know, ran into my bedroom, hit the switch, landed in my bed before the room turned dark. <laughs> you know, like, I'm fast, man. I'm fast. <laughs> I love his the way he talked was amazing and his speeches, like, mm. incredible. Um, so for me, he's another great inspiration, I think. Again, um, his character. Mm. How great is his character or was his character like? Mm. Almost as good as Jake Paul. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever saw it, Ali versus Paul. I was waiting, I was waiting for Jake Paul when I said, who's your inspiration? Oh, if I ever saw, I if I ever saw Jake Paul. Ali versus Paul, I would, I would be very upset. <laughs> so so why is Mayweather and Jake Paul a possibility if Mayweather is the greatest of all time, supposedly? In people's minds, that's the that's the money. The, you know, you know, you know. Like even that. through this conversation, I've kind mm. of developed some different perspectives now of this. Mm. Um, I saw something actually. I saw Mayweather. I think posted this was they call me money for a reason. Mm. I'm I'm gonna go and rob this man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And so I think it's gonna be. I mean, I don't want to say anything because I mean it's a, it's an exhibition fight. Mm. So that's that annoys me because right. we're probably going to see Mayweather like you know it's going to be by decision or yeah, yeah. It, but it shouldn't be if it was it, a real fight. It yeah. Be. yeah. Oh, well, the mm. thing is, you said you hit on that before when you were talking about Muhammad Ali and mm. his showmanship. His showmanship know? was just incredible. Mm. See, I want to be a character like that. Mm. So I want to be me. I want to be able to be me. That's why. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a great why point. these matches are happening. That's why someone who is a character, someone who talks. It well, is a character and Paul is a character. I'll, I'll give him that. I mean, I'll be real. The reason I'm really against the two Pauls, I don't know which Paul it was. But, you uh, can hate both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's fine. Yeah. I think they're the same person, aren't they? They <laughs> yeah. just put longer hair yeah, on. I know. I actually, I'll be real. I can't tell the difference. But... One of them was, did that, did you guys hear about the suicide forest? No. no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I did in Japan. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. one of them went and just filmed a really bad video in, in this this sad place where people uh, go. And to me, that they, was They just, go to this place to commit suicide. suicide. Right, yeah. Right. Um, and to me, like, 
that person, like, that's a horrible person. That's not a good person to me. That's mm. not a good person. So that's the main thing I have against them doing it. But let's say, let's talk about a random influencer. Let's say Joe Blogs. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you've heard about Joe Blogs. Oh, yeah. Latest fitness. Insta- insta- yeah, massive on Instagram. <laughs> He's got like 10 million followers. Very big in my, you know, ma- my math books at high school. Oh, was he? Yeah, 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 that guy. yeah the same one. Right. Yeah, well, I heard that he wants to fight Mayweather, you know, and mm. in that thing, well, that's going to be an interesting fight. I'm interested to see that, mm. you know. Why would he fight? I'm sure Mayweather's going to win. It's different, but then I guess the controversy and all of that has given poll both the polls N- their platform. Lighting. You know, yeah. they always say, "Well, any media is good media for those type of people." Yeah. Um. So that's quite interesting, but why? Yeah. yeah. Why should we care? That's the because difference. we do. It doesn't why, matter. Yeah. What is the what, audience? Why, why do? Why we will care? they watch? Yeah. What is the thing that is going to make them watch? Is it the yeah. degeneration of society? That we're talking about Jake Paul and not Muhammad Ali. That's oh, that a big talk- one. You know what I mean? Generation. Oh, 100% agree with is that. It, is, yeah. Yeah. Is there, are, are we, are we, is, culturally, are we sliding into the abyss when we hold, <laughs> when we hold, uh, I can the see future the future generations yeah. up that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you've got, you've got guys that, that are like, you know, Jake Paul's where you've got your, your built in audience and he's building, you know, coming up with that. But then you've also got guys like Conor McGregor or that sort of thing that, that have the ability, that mm. have that showmanship, that have that story, mm. that have that, that character, whole. and they've got the skill to go with it. So those people are always going to have a clear advantage over uh, or a, a prestige or a, I'd agree with know, that. a longevity right. to their mm. legacy, yeah. perhaps. That, and longevity is a big yeah. one, but also respect from athletes like mm. their peers. You know? mm. Yeah. And like Connor, I would, I respect him. I do respect him. Like his oh. story is great. His story is great. As we mm-hmm. said, his story, you know, what he was really poor. He was working, can't remember, he quit his job or something, was living mm. with his wife or maybe girlfriend at the time in like a really tiny place and just, he envisioned what he was going to do and he went and did it. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that's re- I respect the grind. Right. Yeah, I respect although, that. Yeah, so he you know, got- paid, paid his dues to get to the top level, um, has the character, has the thing, you know, controversy, all the rest of it to go with it. I'm not a fan of his, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that. I understand why. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so for him to step into any octagon or, or it's a legitimate thing. This is a legitimate fighter with you know, world champion skills. 100%, yeah. So he has that and then he has the character to go with it. Mm. So if you've got one or the other, you, mm. you know, it, it it's good. But if you've got both, that's mm. where you're a legend. So, you know, Muhammad Ali, obviously world champion, um, you know, had that character behind him. You know, you've got these other they're, they're rare, rare people that come along. Mm. Ronda Rousey was one for, for a while, mm. um, you know, who was able to sort of, have the skill and have the showmanship to go with it, and then that's where they become these, you know, household names, superstars. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that you've got uh, people. The people that we remember are the people with the backstory. The people who have had a struggle. They've got the hero's journey attached to them. They're the characters that we fall in love with, and uh, in large part, that's why Tyson or Nali. Uh, going to be revered for generations and perhaps a Jake Paul would be forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. You know, very, very soon. It's flash in the pan, yeah. yeah. It's a slideshow act. But mm. it, it, slideshow. It, that's a good description. Yeah, it's what I it is. But mm. if, if you can recognise that and say, well, yeah, it's this crazy thing that's going to happen and mm. then uh, the day after it's done, people will move on to the next thing. Mm. Uh, it's not a legacy thing. It's not that he's going to be world champion for the next few years and write his name in the history books. It was just 
Oh, do you remember that stupid fight that happened a few years ago? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but they made $100 million out of it. So yeah. you know, for them, it worked out well. But it's, I think, the difference between the two things. Who are your top couple of athletes in the arm wrestling world? Like, who, who are your inspirations when you get to the table or when you who, – who, who did you see on YouTube that made you think, yeah, Fuck yeah, arm wrestling. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, John Brzezink. John Brzezink. John Brzezink, absolutely. So tell the audience about yeah, John Brzezink because the they don't know about John Brzezink. Okay. John they Brzezink. don't know about Over the Top. <laughs> over the Top, yeah. Sylvester Stallone and Over the really? Top. Really? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's based on John Brzezink. I got excited. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Leslie. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's an American guy, uh, John Brzezink. Um, he's not the biggest guy ever. He's probably about 90 kilos, maybe 85. He looks like, like a normal guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He works as a mechanic um, and he was unbeaten for like 26 years. 26 years? Yeah. Uh, damn, uh, I'm inspired too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, damn. Absolutely. So um, I, I run a um, – for USA Today, I'm one of the forum administrators for the MMA Junkie <laughs> nice. website. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in there we have a discussion thread on documentaries and films and all the rest of it. Somebody had said, oh, there's a good documentary called Pulling John, you know, mm. uh, Probably the gayest name for a documentary <laughs> ever. But... What's the sequel? Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> better stop their name. No, no. Oh, you know, so many names just went to run um, None of them appropriate. No, that's right. <laughs> so they said, you should watch this. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm actually, all right, I'll watch it. Uh, great documentary. It follows John Brzezink, uh, Alexei Vavoda, who's a Russian guy, and Travis Bajant, who is... A loudmouth, arrogant dick, uh, <laughs> and it's got those three characters and the lead up for them. So it's like a pumping iron for yeah, arm wrestling. That's right. Yeah. And the lead up to the world championship in the Zloty Tour, which is a European tournament. Um, and like the most prestigious competition yeah. maybe in the world. Absolutely, wow. yeah. Mm. And you sort of see, it's a documentary. They, they follow these guys around and you, know, you sort of get a feel for their personality and that's um, cool. Yeah, it's good. I mean, Travis Bajant had beaten Alexei Vavoda, um, the Russian guy who hadn't been beaten in a few years, and Alexei could not let it go. He was, <laughs> he was destined to just, you know, to get the win back. And he was very humble and, you know, the, the classic athlete's athlete kind of thing. He put all the, the training and effort and sacrifice into it. And Travis is the lead opposite. He's in, <laughs> You know, arrogant, brash, and arrogant, and you know, typical loud, loud mouth, and you know, you suck, and you know, all the rest of it. Um, so he was playing the villain through that. He was uh, the heel, absolutely, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, and then that, you know, John Brzezink was in there as well, um, and sort of, it, he was on his decline at that point. He sort of uh, had had conquered the world in a way, and you know, he's sort of like, why am I still holding on? Um, Anyway, it, it sort of cultivates in this uh, event in, in Russia. Um, but to watch that, it was really interesting. It's seeing these characters and, and they discuss the different techniques and stuff That's like cool. that throughout the film. And I was like, oh, I didn't realise there was a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I had sort of looked at a few of the YouTube videos and, you know, Devin Larratt and a couple of the other people that were out there that had content there with these matches and the different styles that they had. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. This, this guy's quite good at this thing that he's doing. I don't know what it is, but let me sort of look into it more and then you sort of figure out what it is that this person is doing or what, you know, what style that they're bringing. And then it's like, oh, and then you'll see another matchup. Well, this guy versus this guy. Oh, I wonder how his 
his skill will go against <laughs> this guy. Yeah. So, you know, it's almost like um, with boxing, you could say, well, this guy's an inside fighter and this mm. guy uh, has a range. And it's like, well, I wonder how. Mm. And here's the fight. You can see it right here. And mm. especially with arm wrestling where it can be over in a second or, you know, a match where it might go five, ten seconds um, before you get the result. So you're not sort of waiting for ages. It's just like click, bang, oh, well, it was all right. Let me see the next one, you know. <laughs> um so, yeah, so seeing Devin Larratt, uh, Dennis Zablinkov, and, and sort of uh, finding these characters in the sport. Um, and then, obviously, when Devin came through to do the seminar, I went along and then started doing it myself and realising that I sucked at it. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I had seen the film. You did film a pretty good job. You did two minutes against him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> I'd watched the documentary. It didn't help. <laughs> um, yeah, so to develop that side of it and then to go into the club and, and try to get better and, you know, slowly rise through the ranks and... Um, as I was saying before, and, and as you mentioned that, you know, everyone is humble and helping each other, mm. uh, stepping into the arm wrestling club, everyone is going to help you with what you're doing. If it's your first time on the table, no worries. I'm going to let you pin me over and over and over and over until you understand what movements you're trying to get. And once you start to get that, then I'll start to resist a little bit and I'll show you how to avoid the resistance that I'm putting into. Mm. And then as you get better at that, then I'll start doing something else, you know, and, and you'll slowly start developing the skills that come with it. Mm. Um, and then you get on with somebody else and they'll have a different sort of technique or different sort of training advice and you sort of get a mixed bag of what everyone uh, is going to explain to you. But... What's interesting is that people will naturally kind of gravitate towards one or the other techniques. Um, and in arm wrestling, you've, you've basically got three main techniques that people use. Uh, so your top roll is where you're rolling into your opponent's fingers. So you, you're bending your wrist. I'm taking note for my next right. fight. Yeah, <laughs> my exactly. next wrestle, sorry. Yeah, go right. on. Yeah. And, and you're rolling into their fingers and dragging and using your body weight. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so that's what we call a top roll. It's always the first thing that we teach everyone because it's probably the most fundamental movement and it's the safest movement. Um, so if you if you understand how the top roll works, then you'll understand how the next other two techniques work. Um, so top roll is, is like that and rolling into the fingers. Uh, the other technique is uh, called the hook. So you're turning your wrist this uh, way yep. and dragging down. Yep, someone definitely tried that one with me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, go ahead. What's number right. three? Yeah, so that's um, that's more of a sort of a, a bicep kind of dragging movement. Um, tends to favour people that have a shorter forearm, um, but, it you know, taller people can use that as well. Uh, the third technique is the tricep press where you are um, starting from this position. You would be getting your body behind your arm and, and pushing down with your body. Sort of like a press. Yeah, so you're oh. pressing, sort of like a tricep Ooh, press. Oh, that's an interesting one. I like that. It's a bit different from the other two. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the danger with that one, and this is why we this is why we don't teach it to start with, is that if you're in this position here and you're putting all of your pressure and body weight here and somebody pulls your arm out, mm. that pressure starts going into your bone as opposed to being able to use your wrist. So it does carry an element of danger with it. So, mm. yeah, if you're going to tricep press and it doesn't work. Usually it'll be somebody will hit for that in that first second. If it doesn't work, then they'll change to something else because mm. uh, if somebody drags them out of that position, it's their bone that's carrying the weight as opposed to their forearm. So, yeah, but it, those three techniques and people will naturally gravitate towards one or the other. Uh, what, what was John Brzezink's thing? 
top roll. Mm. Yeah, unstoppable top roll. Mm. Uh, and it was interesting. There's a, a YouTuber, Ryan Bowen, who's in Queensland, um, one of Australia's best arm wrestlers at the moment. Uh, and he has a bit of a following. His, his sunglasses. <laughs> um, so he. You took his sunglasses. I did. I stole them. Wow. <laughs> he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not tell him. All right. We'll keep right. it right. right. No. Don't tell anybody. Um, so he went over to America. Um, I think he was competing in a tournament or something, but he ended up staying at John Brzezink's house for like a Far week, out. which for me is like the ultimate thing <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Slept on the couch. Oh, he yeah. did. He literally did, I think. Wow. Um, and came back a different man well yeah for sure but there's uh some videos of him and john pulling like you know at john's house and uh ryan's just just laughing because it's like i cannot believe how easily john is just ripping through his hand Um, and and ryan's not a bad arm wrestler (laughs) he's quite good um and he's top top few in, in Australia yeah, regardless wow, of weight okay. class and he's wow. only about 95 kilos yeah okay. and uh and and then it's the next level and that's John Brzezink mm-hmm. nearly 60 yep. retired yep. not training yep. doesn't do weights uh destroying, destroying. Uh, an elite level uh, current athlete yeah, yeah for sure it was like um there's a guy that lives here in South Australia uh Guntus Bykovs mm and he another cool name yeah he was from Latvia originally (laughs) (laughs) so I think he had won the Australian title multiple years in a row got bored of winning (laughs) said yeah that happened to me too no go on you keep it this time guys (laughs) Um, big guy Uh, he's been retired for a couple of years now Um, but he lives out in the Somewhere, a long way away. <laughs> in Australia? Yeah, yeah no. South Australia. Here in South Australia. It's yeah. like a two-hour drive. I don't yeah. know what the suburb is. It's like Barossa somewhere. <laughs> um, but you know, so we got in contact with him, and it's like, hey, can we just bring a few of us up there and you know come and have an arm wrestle? And he's like, yeah, okay, no worries. It, the the funny thing is, he's massive, but he has like a high voice. <laughs> <laughs> Like a high, friendly kind of voice oh, with yeah, that yeah. Russian kind of accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, you'll be sort of trying with everything and he's like, oh, yes, that's good. I see what you're doing. <laughs> well, I love their accents. A lot, of, a, lot, a lot of European guys speak like that. I know exactly what you're saying. I had a coach who spoke like that. Right, it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and he's literally like just he dominating was, it yeah. with no effort whatsoever. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But so we went up there, and I I've been doing it for about two years now, and I thought you know yeah, maybe I'll have some yeah. maybe I'll have something for him. Yeah. And when I gripped his hand, I could tell oh. instantly there was <laughs> nothing. there was nothing <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, no. It was like grabbing hold of a plank of wood. It was no, <laughs> I, I couldn't even get my hand around his hand, you know, <laughs> to start, and then to start it was you know I mean obviously he he just destroyed. All of us. <laughs> um, Very worthwhile trying. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was good. I mean, yeah, he, he, great. he's great. He, he explained lots of different things and techniques and training stuff. But uh, without a doubt, <laughs> at any time, he would be the number one in the state for sure. But uh, he's sort of, you know, stepped away and, and retired a little bit. But, um, yeah, but having those sorts of people around and seeing the level 
But you're at, and then, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not doing too badly. And then it's like, this is the level you're not at. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's amazing that you had that opportunity. Like, how oh, lucky. for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and sure. one of the good things with arm wrestling is that you didn't have to get beat up in the face that's or anything right. else to discover that you suck at the sport. Exactly. That's awesome. That's, yeah. also, that's also good. That's right. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Now, we were talking about arm race before. This, is, this frustrates me because mm-hmm. people... It's the whenever, first thing people say, yes, isn't it? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I talk about arm wrestling, oh, I wouldn't want to do that, break my arm. Or I saw a YouTube video and somebody broke their arm or the footy show buddy thing with two uh, guys went at it. You're still seething about that, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Tell me about that. Someone broke their arm, didn't they, on yeah, TV? Yeah, something. so it was a footy show thing. Australia footy show? Yep. Mm. Yep, the NRL one. Uh, they had two. This is the problem. This is this is the issue. Let's talk about it. Yes. <laughs> deep dive. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Very right. deep, that's <laughs> uh, If you put two amateur people doing something that they don't know what they're doing, it's not going to have a good outcome, and especially when it's combat-related. If you put two people <laughs> into a boxing ring that have never boxed before and say, away you go, yeah, go on, have a smash at each other, mm. you know, it, it's not going to end Listen, well. Um when you've got arm wrestling, which requires a lot of technique uh, to keep your arm in the right position so that you are not putting your arm, your your bone at in danger, uh, you don't want to have two amateurs doing that. So if people come to the club, they are going to be spending their time with the experienced people before they will get on with someone who is also an amateur. They're not going to do a super match for a few months uh, until we sort of say, okay, you know what you're doing, you understand the fundamentals now you're ready to do a bit higher level stuff. Uh, on the NRL footy show, they had two strong guys. Um, they're both rugby players, both competitive. They're on national television. Hmm. It's live. And let's do an arm wrestle. Neither of them want to lose. They both don't know what they're doing. And they're both completely just pushing sideways with side pressure. And, of course, one of the guy's arms breaks. That's, that's mm. what will happen if you do that. Mm. So if you're pushing against anything, it's like walking up to the side of a house and trying to push the house over with just your arm. I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's never, never managed to do it. I still try. It's a very, <laughs> Sorry, clever, very clever thing to do. Um, so... Yeah, there was such bad uh, publicity. So your, your fear is that it's those types of things that affect the the sport. It, it, it brings it into a negative light unnecessarily. Right. Yeah, the, the thing is that those sorts of things are, to a level, interesting to see. People mm. will put those videos mm. on YouTube. Oh, look at this. This person breaks their arm. Oh, I don't want to see that. Oh, let me, let me have a look anyway, you know. Yeah. Oh, that was horrible. You know, it's got that, <laughs> that free kind of factor to it. Um, and so because anybody can, you know, everyone's had an arm wrestle at some point in their life, they're like, mm. oh, shit, I better not do that again. I've mm. seen somebody break their arm doing that. Mm. And yeah. that's the only exposure that they get that's to it. it. Mm. Whereas if they had done it properly, if they knew what was the, the techniques and fundamentals required mm. to do it properly, mm. you, the arm breaks are so rare at the, at the top levels. Mm. Uh, you think, I mean, our club, we have two, two and a half, three hours of mayhem every mm. Sunday <laughs> and, you know, we've never had an arm break there. Um, yeah, you're going to get sore, you're going to get injuries, some people get inflamed, um, you know, elbows and, and sore wrists and that sort of thing. I mean, you're going to get that with any combat sport. You look at boxing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, injuries are commonplace, but it's just frustrating. Like, you know, if you thought 
anytime someone brought up boxing and they just brought up the one time that somebody got, you know, the head punched off or something. You know, like it was yeah, just, every time somebody yeah. got knocked out in boxing that they, right. you know, didn't, nobody wanted to box anymore. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it's frustrating. I, I think over time it will it will change. The, the, the more exposure of good quality, um, yeah, good mm. quality high-level events that people mm. can see uh, will slowly start to overtake these random crazy videos. Or, or is it just a matter of like the uh, when the UFC started? It was a bit of a freak show. There I weren't any rules and it's just like, yeah. a you know, it, it was people were just – going nuts in the ring and that was the spectacle and maybe that's what some people watch arm wrestling for. Maybe mm. that's the gateway for them and then they gain an appreciation for the sport over time. It could, like say, the views on the arm break videos are through the roof and mm. you have a couple of proficient technical arm wrestlers kind of trained and no one wants to see that. Right. Um, so mm. it's uh, there's perhaps an opportunity there for arm wrestling uh, to make the most of what they might, might be a... a Bad PR mm. in the present. Yeah, absolutely. I just uh, start to see. I wouldn't, what it I is. wouldn't want to see the, the arm breaks or people that are injuring themselves being the dominant factor as to why people are watching. Absolutely not. No, mm. no. But it could just be the thing that attracts pe- attention to the sport. Mm. Mm. Well, I was thinking that about the UFC because I know one of my friends is a mad. He's a mad UFC fan. And he's showing me these videos. The first one he pulls up is like you know these two chicks. You know deformed faces and he's like it's like a highlights reel on youtube which has got like i think i had you know probably like 10 million views or whatever and it's just like these mainly first like women and then men just getting physically deformed and destroyed (laughs) in the octagon Mm, um and actually just back to your point before about you know boxing and getting hit and especially like women in boxing I've always just, I see boxing as an art and I don't mean to take away from mma and all that but when i see mma that to me is more like kind of raw fighting style Mm. So that to me is where you get those facial injuries as such, whereas mm. boxing, especially if I just do amateur boxing, it's, it's headgear. Yeah. You know, there's no risk. And I didn't even get, as I said, when I did fight a guy, I didn't get hit in the face. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the the gore and all that, I mean, part of that, you know, dates back to maybe, you know, when we primal. had the Romans yeah. and Sparta and, you know, fighting for gladiators, yeah. fighting in the Col- Colosseum and all that. Like It's why so many people love combat sports. I mean, you know? geez. Yeah. Wait, hold up. Back however many centuries, we used to watch people die. Yeah, for entertainment, <laughs> you know. For entertainment. That's, maybe we're going back. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. we're just Hope we're not. just lending rules to it and hoping they don't die now. That's yeah. the, that's the, right. that's the exactly. main difference. Yeah, yeah, but we're yeah. right up for a spectacle. And if somebody does die, we just hope it's going to be Jake Paul. So. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Daily Combat Podcast. Special thanks also go out to our main sponsor, Real Estate Agents Group. This company is growing to become one of South Australia's largest independent real estate groups. With a board of directors with over 100 years of collective real estate industry experience, Real is for real people by real people. Check them out on Facebook under Real Estate Agents Group or visit their website urbanandruralsales.com.au The Daily Combat Podcast is proudly brought to you by Dave Stockbridge, Isabella Rossitano and Hollywood Matt Connolly. Make sure to give us a five-star review as this helps us to continue to promote combat sports in Australia and around the world. You can find out more information about the podcast at dailycombatnews.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms with full video episodes available on YouTube. 
Just search The Daily Combat Podcast. Thank you again for listening from all of us here at The Daily Combat Podcast team.